What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. How's everyone doing out there on a Monday? Happy Monday, August 30th. Hopefully everyone's having a nice little Monday. The only the only cure for Monday blues, varsity blues. All right, on today's show, weekend review. We'll take a look back at the uh, quick picks from this weekend. Four and two weekend with the quick picks. And uh, we'll talk about some other news that happened in the world of sports over the weekend. Special thanks to Better Edge, online, betteredge.com. Great place for everyone to start making your sports bets. VIG free betting. Now, here's how it works. A lot of people question how the VIG free betting works with Better Edge. It's actually more like a stock trading platform than it is a sports book. Because what will happen is you can put a price out there, just like you can a stock, and if the price doesn't get picked up by anyone else, you won't have a bet. But if it does, it's just you being paired with someone else around the United States who likes the other side. So if you like this weekend coming up, uh, what is Clemson minus three against Georgia? If you like Clemson minus three, odds are you can find Clemson even money minus three, right? You're not paying minus 110. And hell, if you like Clemson, want to put something out there for minus two, minus two and a half, and someone happens to want Georgia for plus two or plus two and a half, do it. It's not guaranteed to get taken, but if it does, you can manipulate your own lines and make your own prices. So it's so beneficial and it's so flexible for anyone out there betting. So whether you're an amateur, professional, you just started this or you've been betting for a long time, Better Edge will help everybody. And I say this to pros who I know who've been profitable for 15 years. It's like sign up with Better Edge, start making more money, and you're going to love the experience. Plus, on top of all that, it's a social platform. So you make a profile, follow your friends, it tracks your record, it gives you statistics about your bets. It's awesome. Online, betteredge.com. When you're signing up, use promo code SHARP. Uh, you'll get 10 extra bucks in your account. And that $10 is rollover free. You know, some websites, it's like a 10 times rollover if you get any bonus money. No, 10 bucks right in your account if you use promo code SHARP. And that lets them know we sent you right here on the Sharp Angle Podcast. So it does help us out. Online, betteredge.com, promo code SHARP. All right, so let's get to it this weekend. Uh, four and two uh, on the quick picks. Started off the weekend. The only game I gave out on Friday. Because keep in mind, if you've been listening now for a while... Uh, and you're just used to the Saturday morning, Sunday morning quick picks, we started doing a bonus episode on Friday to give out games for early Saturday morning. So uh, we gave out one Premier League game. It was uh, Aston Villa-Brentford, both teams to score, and it was 1-1 in the 13th minute. So love games like that where you can just cross it off the list 13 minutes in. Uh, other games on uh, that Saturday, uh, we had San Francisco plus 105 at Atlanta. Also had uh, the Illinois... Uh, fighting Illini plus seven against Nebraska. So those are our three wins on Saturday. Uh, losses on Saturday. We lost the Hawaii game plus 18 at UCLA. Boy, and I think that game was a lot more about UCLA. I think they're going to be better this year than people think. And we also had New Mexico State plus 10 against uh, UTEP. We lost that one as well. And then Sunday, we only gave out one game. It was Milwaukee in the uh, MLB, and uh, they beat Minnesota on the road. Uh, I forget the exact score, but I think it was something like 6-3, 7-3, 6-4, something like that. But anyway, Milwaukee got the win on Sunday to complete a 4-2 and two weekend. Overall, the quick picks are... Let's pull it up here. We track this on Twitter, so give us a follow on Twitter at SharpAnglePod if you aren't already. But uh, let's see here. Quick picks are 112, 83, and 9 this year. 57.43% with a break-even percentage of 53.38%. So 
Uh, like I said, stay tuned Monday for our bonus episode, and then as always, Saturday and Sunday mornings for the quick picks. Uh, let's move on to some college football. It was so fun to get back and just watch football. I mean, I was looking forward to it for the longest time. And that's the thing. When I take on new handicapping tasks or homework or whatever, it takes a while. I mean, I've been doing college football and NFL prep now for, I don't know, 10 weeks, you know, two and a half months pretty much. And so it's just like, it's finally here. I was so happy to see it. And I don't understand what everyone was bitching about with Nebraska and Illinois. It's like, I get it's not Alabama Clemson week one, but it's not the worst game in the world. Everyone on Twitter, you would have thought it was, you know, the ULL and North Texas or something. like Actually, ULL is going to be good. How about New Mexico State and <laughs> North Texas? The end that we took this weekend. But uh, it was just awesome to see. Now, the main question that you guys may have if you've been following the way we do our picks or things like that is I have a power rating system. And after the weekend, a couple of my games that were underdogs lost. And so the question is, do you do any adjustments? Do you change what your system looks like based on those losses? And the answer is absolutely not. You have to have faith in your system, in your process, in your, if you use a model, if you use any kind of math, you have to have faith in what you're doing. And I have faith in what I use to get my final numbers. And I can plug this in for several different sports. Obviously, you have to change a few things here or there. But my point is, You've got to feel comfortable and confident about your process. Not everything should be driven on a week-to-week basis based on results. I mean, that's one of the biggest mistakes the average better makes is just betting on results. I mean, if you have a team, hypothetical here, if you have a team that's losing by six points and there's 10 seconds left and they throw a Hail Mary to win, do we credit them for winning that game? Do we take away the... I mean, because it came down to one play. And you may say, well, of course you do. A win's a win. Well, not when you look at data, because if the other team dominated or if the other team held a, a lead for a lot of the game, whatever, there's other circumstances. So just because a team happens to win on a lucky kick or a last second play, or they just outscore the other team 21 nothing in the fourth, there's things to look at that just happen in football. So you can't say, well, they won, this is happening, or well, they lost, this happens, or well, they looked good. They look-. Sometimes it's more complex, more nuanced than that. So just because I had two teams that were underdogs, uh, Hawaii plus 18 and New Mexico State plus 10, I don't suddenly go, well, shit, am I overvaluing underdogs here? Is there something I'm doing that you know makes these worst teams kind of elevates them to a level to where they're now there's perceived value? I don't think that's the case. At least right now, based on how I do things, that's not the case. And for new listeners to the show, I use... Uh, you know, I, I write my own models, and I, I it's so funny because I just roll my eyes when you get on social media and you see other people talking about models and algorithms and all this bullshit, and it just sounds so phony, you know. So I hate saying that kind of stuff, but the truth is, I'm a data scientist. I use I, I write Python, you know, to get all of my numbers. I use several different, uh, uh, uh you know, programs and and services. And I've created my own databases. And it's just so extensive to where, you know, a lot of my work is now done for handicapping. That's what I spend all season doing is building that that code. And so now when the, the year's going on, all my work is essentially done, or at least the first part of it's done. So for my power ratings, no, I don't think there's anything wrong 
with with you know them so far. I don't think I'm overvaluing underdogs. We have three freaking data points, and by the way, we won one of those games. So I think everything's looking very good at this point. I'm very confident in my system, and we're ready to move forward. I'm just excited for some college football. But to answer, you know, what may have been a question, no, you don't make adjustments based on a couple games in one week. You need lots of data if you're going to make any big changes. So. All right, uh, and I was actually watching the New Mexico UTEP game. Well, the updates at my sister's wedding, because <laughs> uh, as, as you guys know, there was a wedding this weekend. It went well. I officiated it. It was really good to see you know people who I either haven't seen before, never met before. It was it was just a, a nice time. But yeah, I was watching the game at the at the wedding. But uh, it was it was fun. I don't know about it, it was on this golf course, and I just kept wanting to go golf. And there's this really nice tee box, narrow fairway too. It's like a, uh, anyway, it's called Sanctuary Golf Course in Colorado. You should look it up. It's, it's awesome. It's like one of the nicest golf courses in the state. But anyway, I just kept wanting to go. I was like, I should have brought my, you know, my, my wedge and a couple golf balls. Could have gone and hit some there, but it was good. Anyway, um, let's wrap things up. Little League World Series. I do have a note here. I didn't watch any of the Little League World Series this, uh, this year. I usually don't. But I did watch the championship game this Sunday. It was on. There was nothing else on. I wasn't working or betting. So I just decided to put the game on. Oh, my God. How bad are those umpires? And I didn't understand that they were volunteers until the championship game. I mean, I didn't do any homework on it. I didn't know. But I felt so bad for those kids on the Ohio team. I mean, look, the Michigan team was was just as good, probably better, probably should have won. But I, I, I can't remember the last time I've seen that poor officiating in my life. And it's supposed to be the championship game. This home plate umpire is calling balls and strikes. And I get it. It's a bigger strike zone because they're kids. I am well aware of that. But this dude is calling strikes like a foot off the plate. I'm sitting there going, they, these kids can't hit the ball. Their bat isn't that long. There were terrible calls in the field. I just have never seen such horrible officiating on an ESPN televised game of anything. So it was so bad. I mean, again, I have no ties to those kids. I'm just sitting there going, poor kid. That's going to be what they remember. Like 10 years from now, they're going to say, yeah, we went to the Little League World Series Championship and got screwed over by some you know umpire who seemingly just wanted to make it all about himself. Just sitting there going, my God, are you kidding me? But anyway, it was I had to say something about it. And I got on Twitter, you know, it was trending how horrible they were, but you figure that maybe they could show I think they're making a little bit of money with TV broadcasts so they can maybe pay to get some umpires there next year, right? Let's not let's not re- reside on volunteers here. So, anyway. And then actually the last piece of note or last piece of news here, uh the Jake Paul uh Tyron Woodley fight. It was fun. I actually ended up buying it. And what's funny is for the last couple weeks, I was like, hell no, I'm not going to buy that fight. It's stupid. I'm not going to buy it. Everyone says they've wasted their money so far. And then I watch a couple of interviews and things on YouTube. I'm like, yep, I'm buying it. They sold me. But I'm glad I did. I don't get everyone bitching about it on Twitter. I thought it was awesome to watch. I thought all the fights were entertaining. Even the Tommy Fury, Pretty Boy, whatever the other guy's name is, I I, I enjoyed it. So I thought it was well worth the money. I did make a little money. I had... Uh, I went one and one, but the the bet I won was a far, uh, you know, a much bigger bet. My winning bet was uh, it was Montana Love against Igor Ivan, the Russian dude. 
I don't know. I just had that one not to go the distance. So I just wanted, needed someone to get knocked out in that one, and someone did. And then the other bet I lost was Tyron Woodley. I don't know why. I just wanted to see Jake Paul get knocked the fuck out. I think that would have been interesting to see. I don't. I really don't have much against him. I think he's a hell of an entertainer, but I would have liked. It would have been nice to see. But either way, that does it for today's show. Thanks so much for uh, giving us a listen. Remember to subscribe, follow, uh, give us a follow on Twitter at Sharp Angle Pod. And, uh, yeah, good luck, whatever you guys have going on tonight. We will talk to you tomorrow on The Sharp Angle. We'll